Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast, where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have a special guest, Captain Don Dingman. What's up, Don? How's it going? It's going pretty good, man. Settling in our new house in Tampa. We don't even have all the pictures hung up yet. So, you know, forgive the background, but we're doing good. Always rolling. Fresh house, huh? That's rad. Yeah, fresh house. Yeah, my wife got a new gig, meteorologist in Tampa from Jacksonville. So after being in Jacksonville for, yeah, 50 years, a little back and forth stuff. So all good. 50 years. Holy smokes. How old are you? 58. Are you really? I yeah, thought you were younger yeah. than that. Holy no, I smokes. love you, man. No, yeah, no, 58. Yeah. <laughs> That's rad. Yeah. Every time I paddle out, I feel my age a little more, you know? Uh, do you surf a lot? A little bit. I used to, you know, man, you make that decision where you're going to go, okay, I'm getting up every morning and surfing no matter what. And then at some point in your life, you go, I, for me, I had charter captain. So you're running seven charters a week, you know, kind of hard to get that session in, you know? So now it's like, I'm just like every old other old dude, you know, like, I'm looking for round nose boards and easy waves. I'm heading to Costa Rica tomorrow, you know, so. Uh, no way. Yeah, Esterios. And my cameraman has a place on uh, Play Hermosa right there. Um, wow. Yeah, so, yeah. So fishing and surfing, those are your two things. Yeah, fishing, surfing, diving in the water, just anything out on the water. So fishing is obviously your main thing. You're a captain. You have a uh, your own TV show and everything. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, man. So I've um, been a charter captain for years and years. And um, during those years, fished a lot of tournaments, redfish, kingfish, whatever the money was in. And I would get, you know, second or third place, win 10 grand and go to Cabo and fish a billfish tournament and let it all roll and lose it all and uh, do it again and do it again and do it again. And over those years, I've, I've got so many friends across the globe that uh, just just great friends like brothers. And uh, when we started Hook the Future, it was kind of easy. You know, I'm uh, sport fishing magazine had come with me to an, with an idea about a fishing show and I didn't want to do it. And I said, I don't know about that. And they go, Oh yeah, what would you do? And I go, man, I'd take kids fishing. I've been a charter captain for 20 years and the funnest days are when kids fish and adults actually act like a kid too, when they get hooked up, you know? So, um, <laughs> so they told me I was crazy and it kind of upset me. So on the way home, we got a, a whole bunch of sponsors and and most of them are still with me after 18, 20 years. So, um, been kind of crazy. Yeah. We started Hook the Future before Salt Life. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. So yeah. you, you traveled down to Cabo a lot, huh? Uh, Cabo, Costa, um, wherever the fish are, a hot bite and warm waters, man. I hate that cold water, you know? See, yeah, um, I feel so for funny. you in California, you know, I'm like, man, those wetsuits and kelp, uh-uh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I love cold water. Uh-huh. Oregon and anywhere I can find cold water with no one out, that's my spot. I, 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 even in Costa now, you can go to the you know, the, the, the most far away breaks and you'll be out there at a, a daylight session, just you and your bud. And all of a sudden some car passed by and six more guys are in the lineup. You know, there's no private spot anymore. No secret spots. I know it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But I like it down there, you know, occasional croc, but no sharks and water's always warm. Temperature's always warm. Never need for a wetsuit and just, uh, just good people, you know? So I like it down there. How's the water temp over where you're at right now? Uh, in the high 70s. So we're just getting our cold fronts wow. in Florida, you know, so I'm not complaining. I still live in Florida. So I've um, been really blessed there. But um, but yeah, back to the show, man, we've, we've been doing the show for so long and we take kids fishing all over the place. And, you know, the fish don't know who's holding the rod. So it's a great sport for kids to do, you know, and uh, a year into the show, I lost my son, Brian, 
Um, and, and it just, uh, took a whole different direction. You know, it didn't matter how much money was in my bank account or what kind of boat I had or my truck. All that matters is the time you spend with them. So it kind of became my mission to just preach that, you know, um, we do kids fishing clinics all across the Southeast at major boat shows and events and pass out. Well, before COVID about five or 10,000 rod and reels a year, we give them all a free rod and reel through one of our sponsors and. Um, and teach them what they need to know to go fishing. You know, a lot of times you go to a fishing seminar and it's such a sellout anymore. You don't really learn anything. So, you know, when they start, we start off, Hey, bring your kid, get a free rod and reel. So everybody comes to get the free rod and reel. Parents are looking at their watch. How long we got to stay for this, you know? And, and so once you start telling them about fishing, like what's the first thing you got to figure out when you go fishing, what do you want to catch? You got to target a species before you do anything, you know? And so you start just telling the ins and outs and really help them catch more fish. And by the end of it, the parents are raising their hands more than the kids. And then, at the end, we give a, uh, have a raffle session for just the kids. We give out a lot of salt life gear and all that. And um, at the end, I hold up a shirt with a tournament named after my son. And I tell him, hey, man, I wish I could get that hug today. You know, what are you doing with your kid when you leave here? You know, life's precious. Put down the phone. Everybody's so busy. Just take a step back and, and know what's real in life, you know. And then I also challenge them, hey, as soon as I said that, there's a kid on your street that don't have parents like you. You know, take that kid fishing one time and. You know, I could tell you a thousand stories make you cry about taking a kid fishing and ain't got nothing to do with the fish. It's just time. So that's kind of our mission is, uh, you know, tell people, take their kids and spend time. Like, you know, if you surf, bring them surfing. If you fish, bring them fishing, you know, spend time with them. Time's everything. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. That really is a gift that you have to be able to do that and um, share, spread, spread the word about fishing. You know, you're outside, you're doing cool stuff and the kids are probably absolutely frothing when they get a fish too. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, you know, like we catch Goliath grouper, Marlin and, you know, everything. So a lot of times it gives a kid, you know, like a 10 year old kid catching a striped Marlin when his dad said, Hey, you have to wait a couple of years for that trip, you know, and uh, they can do it <laughs> if given the right equipment, you know? And um, I think the hardest part about the trip for us is when we have the parents on the chase boat and they can't fish, you know? Um, yeah. and the kids look what I caught and dad's just frothing, just trying to get the lines in the water, you know? So, um, but very blessed to do that. Very blessed to be with salt life for such a long time. Um, and just, uh, yeah, glad to be still doing it. I know. It's amazing. 58, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Shh. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Keep that down. How long have you been fishing for? I got my charter license when I was 23, something like that. So wow. 25 years, somewhere like that. So on the water a lot. Um, and kind of blessed now, you know, it's, it's kind of come full circle. A guy that uh, used to work at a bait shop when he was a teenager, you know, I'd come back in early for charters and the guys working at bait shops were like, come on, man, take me back out and catch one for me. Come on, you know? And so I did that with this kid. And so fast forward now he's 30 and he runs a kid's fishing camp in Jacksonville and, and uses me as one of the charter captains to take the kids fishing. So I get to do that four days a week all through the summer and a different set of four kids going offshore fishing, you know, and teaching them the ropes. And it's, uh, you know, teach them a lot of times kids get to go fishing, but they don't get to go in the game. You know, you can't learn baseball, by just watching it. You got to put a glove on and swing the bat, you know? And, uh, so gaffing a fish or reeling in or a big game fish, you know, it's, it's, it's a learning curve, you know, it's a sport too. So it's fun to teach the sport of fishing to, you know, next generation. Very blessed to be a part of it. So tell us your backstory. How did you get in all this? Um, well, just fishing, man. I mean, you know, ever since I was a kid, all I wanted to do was fish. I, my dad was a construction worker and put up power plants. And so we go to these different locations where he's working to shut down to build a power plant. And I was homeschooled at the fish camp for a couple of years, you know, so it kind of ruined me when I was a kid. And 
I guess it started with my dad. You know, he always always brought other kids. You know, there were kids who didn't have a dad or whatever. And I just saw, you know, what fishing could do. You know, something as silly as fishing could change a kid's life, you know. Um, and it, it gives them confidence and everything else. Just like when you catch a big wave and stuff, you know, you, you teach somebody surfing, you're sitting there watching them drop in, you know, for that first time. You know, when you teach somebody that and you know, oh, man, it's in their soul now. They're never going to leave it. And you were a part of that. It's pretty special. And I'm old enough now that the first generation of kids I taught are bringing their kids, you know. So it's it's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's super rad for me, especially like I think about all the times that I've traveled and all the things I've got to do and just the little things. Right. You, right. you have like a ten dollar Walmart special rod. Yeah. I just went fishing with my buddy the, like a couple months ago and I bought this ten dollar rod from Walmart <laughs> and I was catching Covina off the side of his boat in the harbor. And I was like, dude, this is so much fun. I could be doing this for hours. Right. And you felt just like a 10 year old kid, right? Yep. And just the simple things, right. It's just the simple things that make you so happy in life. And, um, for me, like I've been working so much recently that, you know, I, when I have my time off, I, it even means more to me now than anything. Yeah. And spending time with family and friends and, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it and really it's the stories, amazing. man. It's not like, it's just sad to say, I don't know how many blue marlin I've caught. I've caught a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? But the day I hooked my uncle in the back with that casting plug, I'll never forget it. You know what I mean? It's so Sometimes yeah. it's the memories on the water, not the not the fish or the limits that come back. It's what happens when you're out there, you know? Absolutely. I think that's how it is with anything, though. I mean, you could have the worst baseball game of your life, but the most fun baseball game, you know, because all of your friends were there. Yeah, right. It's like every single time I come home from traveling, surfing, my favorite place in the whole entire world to surf is at home because right. I paddle out and I mess around with my friends all day long. Right. Right. It's just so fun. You know, we're snaking each other. We're yelling at each other. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Hollering at each other. And it's the best thing ever. We're just having the best time. <laughs> right. Right. It really is. Charging I mean, it, yeah. how can you, how can you beat that? Yeah. You know, you go to these other places and I think that's a lot of people have this mindset because social media is so big now. Oh right? yeah. Social media is, Oh, this person gets to go on a yacht. This person gets to go on a boat trip surfing. This person gets to go fish in Indonesia and the Maldives and look at these and look at that. But realistically, step back and just realize what you have. Oh, yeah. Because when you're home, it really is truly the most special place. Right. I mean, you know, I'm from Jacksonville. And so we don't get, you know, you get those fall and spring swells, you know, or hurricanes, you know, that kind of thing. And when a swell does come. Man, you appreciate it a lot more than when you're spooled yep. down in Costa. You're sitting at Bahuka going, oh, it's only overhead today for a couple more days. You know, you get spooled in it just like anything else. You, yep. you know, you fish it. I'll take people fishing and catch four sailfish and go, is anything else biting? You know, <laughs> like everybody wants to do something different, you know. I think, you know, we're so blessed with being able to travel, though. That's yeah. the thing is um, if we want to go book a trip to wherever, we can do that. And a lot of people, unfortunately, can't do that. But if you were able to do it and go see different cultures in different areas and stuff, you would appreciate where you're from more and more every single time. Yeah. And it just makes the world a smaller place. People are people. Yep. And just uh, yep. some great people I've met all across the world and um, fishing and just some of my best friends are in Guatemala and Costa Rica and Cabo, yeah. and, you know, and it's uh, it's like a family reunion every time we go. And like I say, social so media rad. keeps it smaller, you know, Yeah. Um, keeps it kind of small. But yeah. Um, very blessed to do what we do. Do you have any crazy, uh, crazy travel stories? Um, man, you know, 
all kind of travel stories from losing our luggage to kids not being there to the wrong kid shows up for the wrong shoot. One, one time we're in Costa Rica and it's on my birthday. We're fishing with this guy. Um, who's your daddy sport fishing out of Los Sueños and my good friend, Dana Thomas. And we get there and his son's going to film with us. He had filmed a couple of times. And so we get down to the boat and the dock and the other kid shows up and we're fixing to take off. And the other kid says, I'm not going, I'm, I don't want to do this. I'm scared. My dad's not going. I'm not going. Can't make me go. Not going. And, you know, we got two cameramen and divers and you know what I mean? I mean, it's money's on the line, all this. So he just goes home. So I go, well, we need another kid. And so my friend goes, hey, well, I got a friend that he surfs, but he don't fish. He's never been, but he's, he's from America. So he speaks English. And I'm like, get him. So we leave the dock at 1030. And the first two, we had a triple header, um, blue marlin, blue marlin, striped marlin right off the bat. The kid runs in the salon, locks the door. I'm not doing it. Those fish too big. So I have to get him to unlock the door, come back out. By the end of the day, he caught three blues. No way. One stripe, a sailfish. We had super grand slams. It was best fishing day ever. A handle comes off the reel. He's still cranking it with a screwdriver. You know, just, just all. Are just, you kidding me? No, we just left it in the rod holder and let him crank, you know? And so by the end of the day, he's like, fishing's so good, man. I caught three blue marlin today. It's so easy. You got to come fish. I'd hated to take that kid <laughs> on the next trip, you know? Um but that was one that definitely he was stands out. a lucky out. kid. Yeah. And, um, and I got to say, man, one thing that Hook the Future kind of took, like, I'm a prankster. I like to do pranks, you know? So most of yeah. my stories are pranking, you know? Um, so I guess, I guess my most recent one, I have a friend of mine. He's like a, an older charter captain. He's like in his 70s. And so we all bought Suburbans back in the day, you know? And then diesel trucks came out. So, hey, man, get rid of the Suburban. Better gas. Pulls easier. Everything's great. You got to get a new diesel. So... Everybody bought diesel. My old friend bought another Suburban. So he comes by my house and shows it to me. I go, man, it's dark green. I go, what are you going to do with that? And he goes, what do you mean? I go, we can't pull a boat with it. It's dark green. He goes, what are you talking about? I go, man, listen, have you ever known anybody that works the water, surfs, fishes, Coast Guard, Navy, anybody? Fishing game. Yeah, that drives dark green trucking. He goes, well, no. I go, because seabirds are attracted to it. He's like, you're so full of crap, man. So for the last three years, I've been putting saltine crackers on his luggage rack every time I go fishing and his boat's his truck's sitting on the ramp. And, you know, sea, you seagulls will sit up on the side and just crap all over down the side. And so fast forward two <laughs> or three years now, and he's convinced, like he tells everybody, don't buy a green truck. I thought Dingman was nuts, but don't buy the birds. Go right to it, man. And so I bet I spent 300 bucks on crackers, but he is convinced you better not have a green truck at the boat ramp. So, um, That's yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. He probably looks like fishing game, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're all gray in Florida. I even told him that. Oh, even yeah. fishing game in Florida is not not green. You know, it's green everywhere it else. Is here. It's, it's here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we're so, all legal, so it's all good. Yeah. So the older you get, the pranks come back on you. So you do less and less of those. But, but uh, no, man, just making memories and fishing, and you know, blessed to be a part of it. Salt life's been such a big part of it over the years too. You know, and um, through all the transitions, you know, I knew some of the original founders and all that from Jacksonville. And it's a hometown thing, and just to watch it explode and. Um, yeah. And honestly, the people, man, everybody on the team's great. The people are great. And it's been a real blessing to be with them through this ride, too. How long have you been with Salt Life? 2006, seven, something wow. like that. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Long time. That is insane. Long time. Yeah. It's pretty bad. So I have like the first shorts, you know, like <laughs> I remember really? when they, they were like, yeah, man, you got to check these shorts. Don't ever get rid of these. The first shorts are going to sell. And it's so far and beyond better what what today's technology and everything Dude, those is. Those are you know? probably going to be worth 
like a million dollars. And then, yeah, you probably should put first shorts to put on eBay, see what happens on it, right? They're going to be in like a museum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, they've been great through the whole deal, and and it, it really is fun to just pass the salt life off to the new generation and fish with a lot of their captains. You know, a lot of the guys that we fish with are on the salt life captains program and all that, um, and yep. they're good guys. You know, like um, salt life makes sure that if you go with these guys, you're going to catch fish, you know. And um, we've, we filmed a show with Ben Chauncey um, down there in Stewart catching Goliath grouper. So we had, we had uh, two teenage boys, and we caught three or four over 300 pounds in a day. And, and man, you talk about a big fish. I mean, you know, and you're trying to hold them by the boat side and they're breaking your ribs while you're trying to hold them, you know, <laughs> on the gunnel. No way. And, um, but yeah, big, big fish and, and a lot of fun through some of the salt life captains. Yeah. So do you have a boat close by? Where's your boat at? I do. I'm in between boats right now. I'm, I have a sea chaser, 30 foot sea chaser with twin 300 Suzuki's and, um, a bay boat that's in production right now. So usually I get one at the Lauderdale boat show. I mean, at the Miami boat show in February and turn it in and, end of November at the Lauderdale boat show and then travel, you know, during the winter filming and then come back, pick up the new boat in March. So each year I get a new boat. Um, so I'm certainly blessed to be able to do that, um, and represent them as well. So, so your show is called hook the future, right? Yep. Yep. And we are on the sportsman's channel, uh, world fishing network, and then Bali sports South. Um, so we've been on the air available to over a hundred million households for over 20 years. Um, so we've got a pretty good following and it's, um, it's kind of cool, you know, doing the TV show, you know, TV's changed a little bit. It used to be before social and everything. You got all these emails after your show aired and all that, you know. Um, so it's mm-hmm. definitely changed over the years. Um, but it's still kind of cool to get a an email from someone in Canada, a grandpa watching the show with his eight-year-old grandson, and they want to go fishing and, you know, and inspired so him bad. to go do something, you know, get out yeah. there. How often are you on your boat? Every day I can, you know. Yeah. yeah every day I can. So I, I'd say – Average of five days a week, you know, 250 days, 240 days. If we're not, Jeez. if we're not, if I'm not charter fishing or doing hook the future filming a show, we're at a, we're at a boat show talking fishing to the kids and the parents. How many days does it take you to film one show? One. We don't cheat. We just go and whatever happens, happens. If we don't get it, we do it again. That's so rad. Yeah. You can't, you can't cheat with kids. They'll rat you out. You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, we spent three days to catch that, you know, so you, you just can't, you got to be straight up honest with the kids. Everything's straight up, you know, um, they'll call you out every time. Yeah. So what, uh, what species of fish are you going after usually around there? Um, it, it really everything we go from billfish, you know, we kind of match the kid to the fish. So if we're going inshore for like trout or redfish or snook, we might have a seven or eight year old kid, you know, if we're going offshore for tuna we'll have a 16 year old kid or 15 you know somewhere in there so yeah. uh, last time we went to costa rica we had 11 and 14 year old boys and caught pacific sales and tuna all day um so and sometimes man i i'm glad i got the kids because you get to, you get all the tuna and you don't have to do any of the work <laughs> just real 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 you're just you're just a coach all day you know so yeah. uh other than cleaning fish it's pretty good and um to share in those memories man like say um my my dad was a construction worker and when i got my charter captain's license one of the things he told me, he says, um, you have the chance to make somebody's death real every time you go. You know, I was a construction worker. I'm just building stuff. But when you go, people are spending their fun money and you could have grandpa's grandkid catches the biggest fish of his life when grandpa's there or, or something happens on that boat that day that they'll never forget and take to their grave with them. And you're a part of that. So don't mess it up. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of the attitude I take when I take people fishing and try to keep it fresh. And it's hard because sometimes you want to catch the fish a lot more than they do. You know, and um, 
So it's hard to keep focus on what it's really about is fun. Yeah, because you want to perform too as a captain. I mean, that's a huge thing. Oh, yeah. And people are so spoiled. Like I said, you can catch 40 of one species and you're having a great day and they'll go, hey, this is, you know, can we go catch something else now? You know, so um, people get spoiled really quick fishing and you got to keep the game interesting and fun. And um, and I think that's what kids do, you know, when you're when you're sharing the, the experience for the first time and nobody's messed them up. You know, when you when they first experience that, that that real emotion that comes through, you know, you can't fake that. And when you're out there, yeah. you know, and dad's a part of that and hadn't seen that much because everybody's buried in the phones all the time. Um, it's just a great experience for everybody. That's so rad. So what, what's your uh, personal craziest fishing story that you have? <laughs> um, I was fishing a tournament in the 90s out of the D- D- Dominican Republic in Punta Cana before the marina was there. There was just a, ga- just a gas pump, and that's all there. And it was the first tournament there. And I was fishing with a guy named Tred Barda, who's passed now. And it was a deal where you... You could come over and pay and you fish with like a tournament, you know, guru like Tread and, and, and a guy like me. And you can, you rotate rods and, a, you know, an average guy could come fish this sport fishing tournament. So we, we go on this boat and it was Puerto Rican rules, which is uh, you're assigned a rod for an hour. And then afterwards you move to another rod and then you get the two outriggers for an hour. And so it's an individual tournament on the boat and you're assigned rods to catch the fish. And also in a four day tournament, you fish four different boats. So the first two days, we're fishing great boats from Puerto Rico. They're just awesome. And then the third day, we're on this scow from Dominican Republic. It was just shouldn't have been out there, you know. So we go out. Um, we go past where we should have fished and went to the Mona Trench going for a blue marlin. So I'm putting the base out, and here comes this blue, like 800, 900 pounds, big, the real deal comes up. And one of the things that Tred Barta showed me was uh, always reel away from him when when a sailfish comes up and hits the bait, he hits it and then drops back and comes back and picks up the dead bait. When a marlin comes up, he's used to eating tuna. So having a ballyhoo's like having an olive for him. He's not going to turn around and grab it. You got to keep it in front of him and make him mad, you know? And um, and so it was just a textbook bite where he opened his mouth and shot it down his throat. So I'm on a 30-wide battling this fish for, I don't know, an hour or so. And the, the swim platform breaks off the back of the boat. It's a 42 foot boat. So the guys on the boat, they could care less about the fish. It's not their boat. They're just working it, you know? So they're trying to get this platform off the whole time. They finally get it off, get it inside. And we're in a 42 foot boat and there's water covering my feet. And I go, Hey, is there holes back there where that thing came off? And they look back there and start freaking out in Spanish. The captain comes down, is freaking out. And I grab him and I said, Hey, calm down. Don't panic. Turn the bilge pump on, call them, tell them where we're at. Just get the GPS numbers. We're going to be fine. He goes, no GPS, no life vest, uh, no bilge pump, senor. We in serious crap. And just starts running, you know, and, and it's one of those. And I said, man, listen, in my John boat, when you take the plug out of the back, the water, if we keep running forward, the water will come out. You're good. So just don't stop yeah. and keep doing circles. So we ended up leader in the fish, but passing like three hours. So we were past the tournament deadline, you know, so we cut the leader, let the fish go. Um, all had to take our shirts off with a pine mop and cut the mop up. So, cause the pine swells in the water and take our shirts and tap it in the holes, you know, to fill in the, the thing to make it back. And then when we get back to the beach, they jacked it up on cinder blocks, put some 5,200 in it and fished the next day. Like, like Are nothing even happened. Yeah. This is the DR in the nineties, you know, you can do what you got to do. And, um, so that one definitely sticks out. I miss Tred Barty. He passed this like a couple years ago in, a, in an accident in Alaska, but um, just a great guy and uh, helped me a lot in my career. And that was, that was probably one that sticks out a lot. Yeah, big fish. 
That is insane. What's your, what's your uh, favorite type of fish to catch? Um, you know, it sounds crazy, but I love to catch anything in the blue water. I love sword fishing and anything in the blue water. Like we're going to Costa and, you know, it's mahi are running like crazy. And, you know, I haven't had a, just a fun day of me and my wife just catching mahi for a while. You know, it's always the kids are yeah. filming the show. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to just going down there and messing around and high flying mahi all over the place and sailor too. And, you know, that'll be fun. But my mainstay in Jacksonville, I'm probably known more for the bull red fishing there. We started a tagging program there about 20 years ago for the monster bull reds are like three to four foot long. And on a bad day, I catch 20 of them. You can take your grandma and your grandkid and everybody catch a fish, you know, and it's the pull hard and they're right there in the river. Uh, it's no rough conditions, kind of like uh, Southern stripers, you know what I mean? Like there's plenty of them and they're big and a lot of fun. So over the years, like if my memories every morning on social is, you know, redfish, redfish, kids and redfish, kids and redfish. And um, watching the kids grow up doing that's kind of cool, you know? So that's I used to, rad. when I used to charter fish, uh, people would follow you around a lot. So I just finally, I, used, I got upset at the beginning, the first couple of years. And then I said, you can't stop it. I'm in a rat boat in the river. You know, you're not going to hide. Might as well just join the crowd. So I started telling people, hey, bring a kid out there beside me and I'll give you a rig, show you where to catch him and a piece of bait. And you can tie it right beside my boat until you catch one with the kid. <laughs> and so people would come out, hey, I got a kid, you know. And over 30 years of doing that, it's become like a family. Now those kids have kids. Remember when I came out, it's my kid now. And it's, it's, it's really fun. And the boat's holding up fish. Look what I got. And everybody cheering for the other boat. Um, and that just doesn't happen in today's world anymore. So really proud to be a part of that. That's rad. That's super fun. Yeah. Everybody's just frothing on fish. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's having fun. Nothing like looking over the other boat and two kids jumping up and down, you know, best day of my life, you know, grandpa and all yeah. that. And, you know, and everybody catching. There's a ton of fish, you know. It's not like it's a secret, you know, just um, so may as well share it. Yeah. What's your uh, what's your favorite fish to eat? Uh, golden tile fish. Anything deep. One? Yeah, anything deep, man. The texture of the deep fish, like golden tile fish or rosies and um, you know, everybody talks about swordfish, triple tail grouper, you know, all the standards. But, man, uh, you get a golden tile fish that's fresh. It'll melt in your mouth, almost like lobster. Are you pretty good at cooking? Um, not as good as my wife, but I have a few recipes that I'm good at. So people make me cook it, you know. And um, so the <laughs> fishing recipes, you know, blacken. I love trigger fish. Um, like to blacken some trigger fish and do some of that every once in a while. Uh, tuna pokey, you know. But, yeah, I'm a sushi nut. Um, so just about everything we get, we're sushiing it up to. How often are the tuna running over there? So tuna here, we, um, in Jacksonville, we run 120 miles one way and look for the birds diving on the radar and then, yep. and then find them. So, you know, burning fuel is not an issue and you, you leave it like the night before and come back the next day. So it's a long run. And so for us, um, it's late spring to early fall is probably the best, um, when the yellowfin wow. come closest. And then we have a blackfin bites pretty much, I don't know almost year round, but, um, just depending on where they're at, where people find them or not, you know, how far out you go, yeah. but it's a good way. It's from where we're at in Jacksonville to the blue water, 65 miles. Wow. So do you have any, uh, trips planned besides Costa Rica with these, with any of the kids? Um, yeah, Cabo, we go to Costa Rica this week and then again in December, um, and then planning on going to Cabo, um, as soon as we can Stripe Marlin's always hot bite around the lighthouse. Yeah. And then hoping we're doing a drift boat fish trip in um, Colorado and, and, and with my friend up there, a drift boat trip for uh, rainbows and browns and all that. So yeah. something a little different. We try to throw something Good. in there different every year, you know, whether it's um, lake trout or, you know, something yep. kind of out of our comfort zone. 
I love drift boat fishing. I have a drift boat up in Oregon. My parents live in Oregon, um, so I bought a drift boat, leave it on my grandma's property, and we go steelhead fish and salmon fish and everything like that. It's so fun. Yeah, that's and it's my, different, that's man. Like some of my favorite. Yeah, like you're not going back. Like you, you know, when you leave the spot, you're not going back. So you better make sure, you know, like you fish yeah. where you want. You're not going back. So it's a different strategy. It's all different, and it's um, it's, it's a lot of fun for me. Yeah, I put a. I actually have a motor on my drift boat. I don't put it on often, but. If there's a really good uh, little rapid that I got to go back up to throw yeah. some plugs at to get some more steelhead, I will. Yeah, beats kind of dragging it up the side. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what's the most what's the most rewarding part of bringing these kids on the boat and fishing with them? Um, just knowing how real it is and how it comes back. Um, just now, just got a wedding invitation from a kid that's 26 now, 25. When he was seven years old, he won a, a drawing in our kids' fishing clinic to be on Hook the Future, and we've been friends ever since. Um, you so know, funny. and it's, I have to say, some of my best friends are under 12, you know, as, um, <laughs> and, and they grow up, you know, kids grow up. And so um, it's really neat that something as silly as fishing have kept a bond with kids over the years to, you know, they're just some of my best friends now, you know, and they used to be, you know, a kid fishing on the show. That's really cool. If, uh, if somebody wanted to get into fishing, saltwater fishing specifically, well, what advice would you have for them? Uh, don't make it so complicated. Fish aren't smart. People make them smart and they listen to all the stuff out there. That's so, so just fine tuned. Like, a, you know, if you don't have this red and white plug, you're never going to catch a fish. And it's, it's a lot more simple than that. Just learn the fundamentals. What, what kind of fish you want to catch? Where does he live in the water column? What's the tricks there are to catch him? It's not hard to find out the tricks on social media. Um, targeted species. I think the biggest mistake people make families is like, I pass them in the river all the time. Hey, how you guys doing? Great. What are you guys catching? Not much. What are you fishing for? Anything that bites? <laughs> you know, if you target a species, you're going to be doing better. And so I think people just start off the wrong way and they get way too overloaded. And dads make it like an Olympic event. We have to, you know, you got to catch 62 fish like I did with grandpa in 1997. And if I don't, you know, and they just, they set this goal that's so high and it's like, just slow down, man. The kid's three and a half, you know, wait for him to grow up a little bit and, and you know, you can enjoy the sport with him. So I think the biggest advice is just don't, don't dive in deep of all this. Keep it simple. Keep yeah. it simple. So, Don, how did you start your uh, TV show? What, how did that all come about? Um, again, Saltwater uh, uh, Sport Fishing Magazine, the guys there had asked me to uh, talk to me about hosting a different show, and it was, you know, kind of the same old fishing show. You know, if you don't use, you know, if I don't have this, this case, I can't catch fish because that's the sponsor, you know, and that's what we're doing is plugging the sponsors. And I just, I just wanted it to be real. And um, it was kind of weird because uh, I did it kind of out of spite. Like they said, it'll never work. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he said, that's not the way the industry looks at kids and fishing. And I'm like, well, it's going to change. And I'm proud to say it has. I'm going any store, there's a kid section, there's kids fishing, there's kids. You know, it's hard for a kid to fight a fish on a long butt rod, you know, like this. So you have short butt rods, lightweight reels, um, and it's come a long way. And so um, just kind of upset me when he said that. So I called my key sponsors at the time and hey, man, I, I'm fixing to do a TV show. And they all said, don't do it. But they all backed me in one way or another. And so, uh, like Eagle Claw, I've been with them for 25 years and Salt Life for tw almost 20 years. Just a long time with these guys. And and it's hard to do in this kind of, you know, you know, in surfing and everything else, people get bought out and changed. It's, it's a crazy world in corporate. And um, crazy. I'm just so blessed that to have the sponsors I do that believe in what we do and 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 continue to believe in what we do. And um and I think they see it too, you know, when, yeah. 
you know, like a, you know, what's your favorite football team, college football team? You like, you like Ford or Chevy, like Nike or Reebok. How old were you when you made that decision? Pretty young. So I think kids are loyal to, to in fishing too. Like, you know, if they use an Eagle claw hook first, they're using Eagle claw hook last, you know? And, and, uh, <laughs> and, um, I That's think there's so a lot of that, you know, in there. And so I just think kids weren't getting, you know, I think people were making, for me, when I started the show, people were making fish so difficult. And I was like, man, I, I can do the same thing with a 10-year-old. It's not difficult. Just give them the rod, you know, reel in the yeah. fish, the easiest part of the deal. Yeah. And so anyway, um, it just started off that way. And I, I can remember telling the guy, you know, the fish don't know who's holding the rod, man. A kid can catch the same thing adults can. He goes, it'll never work. Yeah. And here we are almost, and we're in our 18th season now, fixing to start 19. When's your next season start? Um, March of this year. We've got some cool episodes. Okay. I'm a, I'm from the South, man. So I'm, you know, don't lie. I'm a NASCAR fan. Grew up in NASCAR. Richard Petty was everything when I was a kid. And we got to film with Richard Petty this year at his camp, uh, Victory Junction, where they take like the, the kids in the worst of the worst health and make them have a great day. You know, when, that's rad. Nothing cooler than seeing a kid who somebody's told all their life, you can't do this, to do it with 10 other kids just like him with the same ailment, you know? Um, and it just empowers so many kids. And um, and so I was real blessed to do that. So that's our premiere episode is with the King Richard Petty, you know? And um, so we got some good ones. We we took uh, the kids' fishing camp. We took four kids and went and caught, you know, barracudas and kingfish and Spanish mackerel, everything oh, toothy. And uh so we've got some good ones coming up and I'm excited to say that we're always, uh, I've had the same cameraman comrade for as long as I can, since we started, um, who surfs as well. He's in Costa right now, has the house in Hermosa back in the Andy Irons days and all that. He filmed some of that documentary. He was a, Oh, no way. Yeah. He was like big time and wow. North shore filming all those years back in the nineties yep. all the time. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Everybody knows him as buckets. Don, do you have any social media that we can follow you on? Yeah, Captain Don Dingman, C-A-P-T-D-O-N-D-I-N-G-M-A-N. So everything's Cap Don Dingman. Um, we have a we have a fa- uh, Hook the Future website and and Facebook page, but everything else under social, YouTube and Instagram, TikTok, all that's Cap Don Dingman. Um, Sweet. So yeah, yeah, check us out. You can ch- register your kids for a chance to be on the show, although we're backed up from COVID. Man, you get nothing like a few rainy days, you know, and you kids are so busy. You'll call a mom of an eight-year-old and say, Hey, you just want a chance to be on hook the future. And they're like, well, I have to check his schedule and get back to you. You know, uh, you know, they're in ball. He's, or, he'd say, he's working to yeah, yard work. Yeah. And, um, so they're so busy now. And so, um, it's just uh, a real blessing to still be able to do it and, and get them out there. What do you got going on today? You're just packing, packing, just packing bag, ready to go to coast. I'm just chomping out a bit, man. I can't wait to get down there. We're fishing on Sunday yeah, out of, so. yeah, and we're fishing out in Capos on Sunday out of Pez Vela Marina and um, some good friends down there. You know how it is, man. It's just like you said, you know, paddling out with yeah, friends. Well, if you've been doing the same trip for 20 years, you know, you just can't wait yeah. to get there. You going to surf? Yeah, my friends are going to make me, man. They'll make me. Perfect. And it'll be like a heat, you know, you're not charging, you know, they'll they'll rip me. You sh- better go on this yeah, wave. Yeah, they'll rip me to shreds. Um, But That's yeah, right. but I'll still that. be out there. Yeah. Yeah, going to get a little longer Bad boards done. coming, though. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to ride the fun boards. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I'm gotta. i tired of paddling, man. I got to get something where I got to get some more buoyancy there or something. So, yeah, paddling my butt off as I get older. Yeah. Well, Don, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it a lot. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. This is great. And um, I appreciate you having us. And uh, ever get out to Florida or want to take a trip to Costa, give me a call. Maybe we meet up and get you on the boat. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I used to come to Florida all the time, but... 
dude, I've been going different places recently. I got to do a trip out to Florida. I really do. I yeah. need to see everyone and say hi and, yeah. we'll and go fishing YouTube videos or something. Yeah. Go yeah. Fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Come on. Anytime. Open invite. Sweet. Thanks, Don. I appreciate you coming on and, uh, Everybody, we'll catch you next time here on Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. What's up, everyone? As a heads up, we will be taking the next week off to enjoy time with our family and friends for Thanksgiving. Tune back in December 1st for a new episode of Above and Below. We hope everyone has a safe and happy Thanksgiving. You! Thanks for listening to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this podcast, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. Stay salty. Phew.